Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Amy. It's no secret that the best stories have always been shared around a campfire. My guests and I will have a conversation, campfire style, that will leave you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. Grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and I'll stoke the fire. Early on, we decided we have to be really flexible because there's going to be a lot of disappointment (laughs) in life if we're not flexible. Today, I'm talking with my friend, Julie LaPat. Julie and I have been friends since high school, and she is currently a homeschooling mom of 11. I have always been fascinated with large families and how they work. And that's where our conversation comes in. Her family is made up of many different ethnicities, and we have a talk about how she came to have a family of 13 with so many different backgrounds and what some of that looks like on a day-to-day basis. You might be inspired to grow your own family, or if you're like me, just learn a little bit of what makes a large family tick. Here's my conversation with Julie. Okay. Welcome to Round the Campfire. I've got my friend Julie here with me today. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. Thank you. So Julie is a mom of not five, not six, not 10 children, but 11. (laughs) Oh, five would be too easy, right? Oh, right. (laughs) I stopped at three. So... (laughs) So Julie is a mom of 11 and she has fostered and she's adopted and we're just going to get a little bit of a glimpse inside the life of a mom of 11 kids and we're not just talking 11 kids who are all the same. They are all from different countries, different ethnicities, different backgrounds. We counted up, I think, five or six. Six. Six different ethnicities in her family. So today you are going to get a glimpse behind the scenes of what life is like for Julie. <laughs> so we're glad we're, you're here. Thank you. Thanks First for podcast me. ever? Yes. <laughs> All right. You're at ease, right? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, well, first, we're, we're just going to dive into the whole family. So you got married pretty young. Yes, I was 20. Okay, 20. By today's standards, that's very young. I was 21. But <laughs> <laughs> you're an old lady. Right, definitely. So you got married young to your boyfriend, Brian. Yes. I have to just say that Julie is, how tall are you, Julie? 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. So if you guys know me, I'm 5'2", Julie's 6'2". <laughs> We've been friends a long time, and she's a foot taller. Than me. So anyway, she marries Brian, who is nice and tall as well. Yes. <laughs> and that you, did you have a conversation like, hey, I think I want to be a foster parent. How did the whole, how did it, how did it all start? I think for me, growing up, my mom was an advocate for foster kids. Always. And she always said, hey, guys, what do you think about us being foster a foster family? And we always thought that was... I grew up as in a family of four kids, and we always thought that was a really cool... Like, we thought, oh, we could have it... They could, they could live in our room, and, you know, you, you dream. Right. And I would go to bed at night thinking, oh, I hope somebody left a baby on my doorstep. Like, every night, oh, that, wow. was, that was a dream of mine. Um, but my dad never felt called to it. So my mom volunteered in other ways, um, as a CASA worker or as a, an advocate, um, she was on the PAR post adjudication review board. And so she, she was a very, a big advocate for foster kids. And, um, when Brian and I were dating, we knew that there was a huge, um, a huge need for 
stability for foster kids. Mm -hmm. So we started being a volunteer for it was similar to big brother, big sister, but it wasn't through that organization. It was just through the department of human service. And we had two brothers that we volunteered for and they were nine and 10 at the time that we started. And were you um, dating or were you married? We were dating. Okay. So So, you're, you're volunteering together and dating. Yes. And so these boys, they were eventually in our wedding. Um, but at, by the time they aged out of the system, they had probably been in 22 different homes Mm. and it didn't go well for them. Um, they aged out and they moved probably directly into like prison. Mm. They had, um, they had moved so many times they had lost, they lost contact with us. We saw the need for stability And so we thought, we both felt called at that time, at some point, you know, we should be foster families, that one that's not going to move these kids around, that they're going to get to stay Mm -hmm. with us forever, if that be the, you know, what what they need. So we got married, and about two years later, we thought, oh, we're ready to have kids, and, um, but, but I wasn't getting pregnant, and we just, we were thinking, why? We want to love on kids now. Right. And there's kids that need to be loved on now. Mm-hmm. We always thought we'd be foster parents after our kids were grown. Oh. And so we thought, why are we waiting? So we took the classes and that's how we started. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you started with two. Dustin we started and with Danielle, two right? because somewhere along the, the way, somebody said two is easier than one. Oh. I don't know who that person was. <laughs> Well, I mean, you didn't have one, so you didn't know. We didn't know. Right. And they were eight months. Um, our oldest was was 20 months, and then there was an eight month. So eight months and 20 months. Wow. And then I got pregnant that very month. So <laughs> so we ended up having three, like, all very close in right. age. So that's kind of how we started. Okay. Just chaos anyway. So that's kind of how yeah, our life. Yeah, you didn't know any different. No. And that, I mean, that's good for us. Right, right. <laughs> Okay, so then you have your own. So you have two foster. Did, did you adopt them? How, no. How quickly did you? Uh, it took probably three and a half years before we were able to adopt the first two. Okay. Um, but I had had two biological by the time. So we had four at the same at the time we adopted the first two. Okay. Um, sometimes, well, rightfully so, DHS exhausts all avenues for them to return home. Mm-hmm. And at some, sometimes it's just not possible. Right. And so then a suitable adoptive family needs to be found. And when they already live with you for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. you are considered a good placement for them. I mean, assuming that you're a good placement for them. Right. So. That we definitely would, which is why we have 11 kids. So we (laughs) get attached very easily. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So then how did you move to overseas adopting? Okay. So we had two biological or we had two adopted Mm -hmm. and then we had two biological. Right. And then we um, got another little girl that was a preemie and we ended up adopting her. Mm -hmm. And then we fostered for a little while. We had kids that came in it. We fostered for 11 years, but we only had 11 kids during that time, which is not very many on, on, you know, 
that that's not very many in 11 you, you years. You sound crazy, right? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> right. But that's not very many to say came in and out of your I home. I gotcha. So yeah. we had them for like 12 hours mm-hmm. so that, you know, a foster, for so a, a worker could go home and go to sleep. Right. If they don't have a place for the a placement, then they can't go home. They have to stay there. So we would do that. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to take a little girl for the weekend. She stayed nine months, oh, you wow. know, so we had several um, things like that. And then we took another little boy and ended up adopting him and his little brother was born. And so we ended up adopting him. So then that all came to seven. So we had seven kids at that, at that time, right? which DHS has a number um, in, in Oklahoma that seven is kind of the... They're, they're stopping you. Gotcha. Yes. So they ha- we had to close our home because mm-hmm. we had, we did not have, we only, it's seven under 18. <laughs> right. And so that's where we were. And that was fine for then because that, that was a lot. And mm-hmm. um, they weren't, they were little. We had a lot of little ones. But then a few years after that, I really felt like God was saying that I needed to lead a mission trip. And so through a series of events, Uganda, Africa is where I was called to go. And we felt like it was to work in an orphanage, but we felt like it was kind of safe for our family because they don't do adoption, international adoptions through Uganda Hmm. at that point. And so we thought, well, that's probably, that's fine. I mean, we have a lot of little kids anyways. Um, and so I went on that trip. Did the whole family go or no, just you? just me. There were six of us that went, not just me from our family. Right. My brother did go. He was one of them. And then some people from our church. But turns out you can adopt from <laughs> Uganda. It's not you you got you ha- you get them in guardianship and then mm. you finalize an adoption. So I just I didn't know, but God knew that I didn't know. So right. he used that. So we went to Uganda, and the next summer or that summer after coming home, we really felt like God was saying you need to adopt from Uganda. So we did we did the work and we did all the paperwork and everything, and we got matched with a little girl. And now, had you met this little girl no, before? Okay, no. No. And so you, it's kind of blind, you know, it's definitely blind faith. And we felt like it's just kind of like having your own biological kid, right? You never meet them. You don't know. So yeah, we went and got her. And so that's how we were led to Uganda. And then we also have a son that's adopted from China and he's our last adoption. And I was in somehow got in a waiting child Facebook group and I'm not really sure how I got in that. I, 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 you I didn't guess I join pushed, it. I, I don't. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> but somehow, probably, yeah. And right. so God used that for us to see a little boy that was very, very sick, and he, no, nobody wanted him. He was between two and three, and he was very sick. He had a bad heart issue, and um, I just, we just kept feeling like. God is calling us to him. Mm -hmm. And so we said yes to him and we rushed and got all of our paperwork done for him. And we were about to go get him and he died. And so we, but we knew that God had us do all of that work for something. Uh And, um, so we told the adoption agency, you know, we're prepared for a heart kid. Mm -hmm. We're naive and we don't know anything about heart kids, 
we know they're severe, obviously, because our prior, you know, our other little boy just died. Mm-hmm. So a, a little boy was found a, a, almost with identical heart issues, but he was a year younger. Ah. And so we ended up adopting him, and that's how we have our youngest adopted. But at the same month that we found out about him, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so anyway, that's how we got to 11. And that's where we are now. Okay, so the question is, yeah. are we done? <laughs> well, you know what? We did have a conversation early on in our marriage that we would never be the family with all the kids. <laughs> we thought maybe five. Never say never. And that's a lot of kids. Five is a ton. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you can't. At this point, like, I yeah. get it. Yeah, because I don't, we didn't necessarily set out for them right yeah that's god led them all to us and then yeah right that's kind of how we've kind of come about okay so you're a homeschooling mom on top of all this yes i i just (laughs) want to know i am not a homeschooling mom what is a day in the life of homeschooling well i know you're not homeschooling 11 now you've got a few that have flown the coop yeah not a few but so our 24 year old is he's he's a work He's just work. He's out in the work field. And we have a daughter that recently got married and she's 23. And so she doesn't live at home. And then we have a son and he's 22 and he's in college. And then we have a 20, 20 year old daughter and she's in college. Right. So 18 and down is what we have left at home, which is seven. Yes. Um, all the way down to the age of six. All the way down. Yes. So. But take me back to before they your four yeah. left. So what what does a day look like in the LaPat household? Well, early on, we decided we have to be really flexible because there's going to be a lot of disappointment <laughs> in life if we're not flexible. Man, if we could we not all adopt that? <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt <laughs> so, about being flexible. Set, or set your bar lower. <laughs> right. Right, because... So you always reach the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 I yeah. love that. I'm adopting that. <laughs> Well, that's good. So we try the older kids in homeschooling. You can, you can do co-ops, which you can go with lots of different families. And one mom would teach this and one mom will teach that. And you can do different stuff. We kind of have done that, not to that scale. We did that to that scale when they were littler. And then when they got older, my sister started co-oping. Okay. And she's, she's brilliant. And she loves to do science and all the stuff that I'm not really a fan of. I mm-hmm. kind of like to do computer-based math that grades it itself. <laughs> so I, I do that part. You're like, I'll do math. Yeah. Come sit okay. at this computer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So we, we, we try to do a lot of like life lessons. And, and, but sometimes we school in the car. Actually, today, I know it's spring break, but they, we did science. We listened to our science in the car, and they have to. So we, we do it at random times because we don't we don't sit down from 8 to 3 right. every day and do it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's necessary. But there we do have a lot of stuff that they have to get in, but it, we just kind of have to go with it a little bit right. more than. So I think you're, so rigid. you being flexible probably – 
is what makes you guys a success, quite frankly. Because you have all these kids with all these different personalities. I mean, are they drastic? Are the kids drastically different? Do you have one that's like always slow? I mean, I have a house of five and I've got one that's always slow. Yes. <laughs> Do you- I have I have ones that never stop talking. Okay, yes. And then I have two that never talk. Right. <laughs> and I don't, I they grew up in the same house. Right. So it does They're make it different. a little bit di- you yeah. know, every kid is so different. So do 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 they have like, do you do like the buddy system ever? Do, do they kind of couple up and help each other? How do you clean the kitchen with that many dishes? Yeah. How do you get everybody to bed to like have a little bit of time with you and Brian? Like, how does that all work? Well, first of all, we do a lot of paper plates. Okay. So we don't have to do those dishes. <laughs> we do have two dishwashers at our house, but for whatever reason, Brian doesn't like to use the dishwasher, oh. so we do wash them by hand, but I don't. He loves to do dishes, so he, he kind mm. of helps in that arena. Hey, if you make the decision <laughs> not to use the dishwasher, I feel like that's your job. Yeah, I totally <laughs> agree. Totally agree. But yeah, they all have chores, and okay. we do have like clean-a-rama days. I think I feel like if you call it something fun, <laughs> like, maybe it adds a tiny bit of fun. Clean-a-rama. It doesn't add any fun to it, but <laughs> it's a lie, but you know. <laughs> Um, so we do kind of, and they all have the same thing. So they know what they have to do. And what and the idea in that is that they can get it done quicker. Right. They don't, but it could mm-hmm. eventually. And then, um, yes, they do all help with the, with the dishes. You know, one person sweeps, one person does the cabinets, one person. You know, right. And then right. they all wrestle and you're like, oh, heavens. <laughs> focus people <laughs> so how do you do the downtime like how do you and brian stay connected when you have so many kids and well brian and i this this isn't necessarily the brian and i part but for the kid uh for how i feel like we've been able to maintain some sanity is we have nap time every day at two two to like four and everybody knows it and they don't all take a nap right right but they all are in their rooms and it's all quiet. And like the big kids, if you call them at college, they're taking a nap from two to four. Like they love it <laughs> yes. now. You know, yes. obviously they didn't like it as a kid. Exactly. So that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like and we did that originally at the start of our of our child having, you know, being parents mm-hmm. because Days of Our Lives came on at two oh, and I word. really wanted to watch it. Yes. And so if I could get the kids to lay down at two, then I had two to three Days of Our Lives and then an hour free. Oh my, I, I need to know, do you still watch Days no. of Our Lives? Because it's I, the same story. I was going to say, Steph I feel like Owen. Stefano and Marlena, yeah. they're all Bo and Hope, they're all, they're still, all still, still there. there. Wow. Yeah. So... Okay, yeah. so Days of Our Lives has gone, but nap time has stayed. <laughs> it has. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Love it. That's good, because I don't think, I mean, you got to have the time to yourself. Yes, and then they do the the younger ones, and I'm saying like 15 down, mm-hmm. younger, maybe 13 down. They do go to bed at a decent hour. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 9 o'clock, 9.30, you know, they're in bed and, you know. We right. try to, you know, we, we, we've kind of hit our max of them for the day. Oh, and yeah. They to go to bed. and I can only imagine. They can read or whatever in their room, but. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you and Brian, you own and operate McDonald's. Yes. A few McDonald's stores. So I have to have a few McDonald's questions. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so does everybody work at McDonald's? Everyone who is of working of age 
or working age, they get to work at McDonald's, right? So in our family, when you're 12, you can start working at McDonald's. Oh my word, 12? Yeah, so you don't have to be a certain age when <gasps> it's your family business. Nice. So they are excited when they turn 12 to get to work to at join McDonald's. The They're family like, I just business. want a uniform for my birthday. <laughs> oh my Perfect. word. We can do that. And so, yeah, so they work. So our, everybody's, our oldest son works in the, in the he does more maintenance for, for the, the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, everybody works in the, in the business even now. Like, um, so my college age kids will work one or two nights a week and yes. yeah. So what if one of your kids said, I don't want to work? I think if they, if like they, if they have a passion somewhere else, yeah, um, totally, totally, the, yes. It, I think it would maybe sting a little <laughs> if it was like another fast food restaurant. <laughs> like if they want to work at Freddy's, it would hurt your. Well, feelings. maybe not Freddy's, but like maybe if it was like Chick Fil A or something, oh, okay. yeah, that might sting a little bit. But. I gotcha. I gotcha. I <laughs> know. I do think it's good for them to work for somebody else. Yes, too. Yeah, because my parents had a business growing up, and my sister and I worked for them. And and they did fire us, so we had to go get a job somewhere else oh. because you know we didn't want to wear what they wanted us to right. wear. We didn't want to work those hours. <laughs> it was really good for us to go work for somebody else mm-hmm. who had the same expectations, and we had to do that. So right, you know, it's good for them. So yes, okay, yeah. gotcha. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> okay, so because you have so many um, just cultures. Do you like bring anything culture? Do you try to like bring in some of their history or their culture at all? Or do, okay. are they curious about it? So I think for our family, they all they all know they're adopted. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you would say that. I would say that. But then I said something like a year ago about our daughter that's adopted from Uganda and then my 11-year-old son was like, wait, what? She's adopted? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, she is. I mean, she definitely doesn't match me in color. Right. And so I'm like oh, thinking. Oh, that's so funny. I, I just think that. I love that. We are also different looking that I don't think that they, they expect us to match or anything. So. Yeah. Um, but they do all know they're adopted. Um, so we have. Like a native, we have a Native American child on the rolls. We have mm-hmm. um, Hispanic. Oh well, she's Hispanic as well, so she she's multicultural. And then right. we have like a biracial um, African American and Caucasian mix. We have a known. We have mm-hmm. Caucasian. We have African. We have Chinese. Have they asked any questions? Like, has anyone wanted to meet their? biological parents or tried to find them. Yeah. So our oldest daughter has met her biological family and she has contact with them, but she's really it. Mm. She's really, I've always been very open with them. Like if they ask me a question, I always tell them the truth, Mm -hmm. but not, not much more than that. Right. Like, so I don't elaborate unless they're asking me more elaborate questions Mm -hmm. because I feel like if they want to know, They'll ask. Yeah. And so I don't have anything to hide. Right. Um, our oldest daughter was the most curious. And by the time she was like 14, I gave her her file and I said, here you go. You know, this is everything I know. Mm-hmm. You got it. You know? Yeah. And so she did end up meeting them and has limited contact. And that's her decision, you know, to mm-hmm. have with them. As far as culture goes, we really feel like culture is where you're 
culture is where you're brought up. It's, it's, um, your culture is your family. It's how you are brought up. You kind of create your own culture around, um, I mean, like our family's culture is obviously different than yours, you know, but that being said, we do have a lot of different ethnicities and stuff. So Mm -hmm. like our daughter, that's native American, she's, um, on the rolls and we've been to stuff like we've been to the cultural museums and Mm -hmm. stuff like that for her. She's, she until recently hasn't really gotten too involved in that. And Mm -hmm. so recently she's, she's been, she's 18. So she's written some papers and she's done some research on that. So she's been more so lately been interested in that. Like our daughter that's from Uganda, like we've all been. So uh, we also have a son-in-law that's Ugandan. So our daughter was a missionary in Uganda and met, um, met and married a Ugandan man. And so she, we've all been to Uganda. So that's very, we're very much entrenched in that culture. Right. Our son that's Chinese, when we adopted him, um, all the older kids went with us to adopt him. And so they know about the, they know about China and, you know, he has a fascination with China self self given we haven't we haven't done that for him or to him he just is really right. interested in he's China. drawn to it he is I so love that. they go to chinese school all the um all of the little kids do all the six little kids they go to chinese school and they do a lot of cultural stuff there and he loves i have a chinese language app on my phone and he's constantly doing that to oh, learn that's chinese cool. yeah so the, we have a lot of really beautiful cultures that mm-hmm. i think it's fun to kind of talk about all of them or do all of them, but we do it with everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. even like my African daughter's going to Chinese school, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And he's, we're all going to end up going back to Uganda. My daughter's going to get remarried there again. And so, not remarried, but right. do a wedding there. Have a ceremony there. Yes. (laughs) And so we're all going to be going there. So... I feel like it's a part of our life, but I don't feel like, like my Caucasian kids, I don't think they feel like they missed out Mm -hmm. because I feel like they feel like that's part of their culture too. Yeah. They've been exposed to all of them as well. So we, we really kind of have treated culture like this is our family. We're all a mix of everything. Nobody's culture is better than anybody else's. Mm -hmm. And then this is just kind of what we do. Right. I love that. Yeah. It's work. (laughs) It has worked for us. And, and I'm for, I'm all for if they want to do more into Mm -hmm. whatever culture that they, they, you know, like I, I, we our kids that are Hispanic or Mexican, actually, like I speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. I was a Spanish teacher. I've been to Mexico several times. And so, you know, we try to teach them the language, um, but not, not because they, deserve it necessarily but because it's good and it's good to know and it's beautiful and why not yeah you know yeah and everyone else is learning along with them yeah yeah so it is fun okay so one last question that i'm dying to know christmas morning oh well <laughs> what's it, that like it at your a house bit chaotic we try we try to early on tell them that this is like even when we had like three kids that they got three things for Christmas. Uh-huh. If three presents was good enough for Jesus, then three <laughs> presents is good enough for you. And so we've let them. I cannot. I do not like it when they're like, and I want this, and I want. Th- I just. I can't stand that. Right. Right. So they get to ask for one thing. Yes. 
And that's kind of, we, you know, we tell them that we pretend for Santa and we've Mm -hmm. always told them that we do Santa, but we just, we've, we've always told them we pretend. And when they're old enough to figure out about pretend, then they're like, oh, oh, okay. So, but we've never lied and said he's real. We just say, we pretend that they're Santa and they're like, well, we know it's you. Fine. If you don't want to pretend anymore. And they're like, oh no, 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 we do. (laughs) So we pretend, and so that they kind of they get to ask for their Santa gift, mm-hmm. and um, so do you open all your presents at one time, or do you go around the circle? I know this is that's a, a hard debate. one. I like to go around the circle, yes, but it takes makes a long it last time. for your family, yeah, yeah. yeah so their other two, so they get the Santa gift, which is like to themselves, like it's something that they've asked for. But then typically the other two gifts, they all get kind of the same. Like, so if it's shoes, everybody gets to choose their shoes and they may not know they're getting shoes, but so we might all open the shoes at the same time. Right. Or if it's a, you know, something like that, if it's like a radio and they're all kind of getting the same thing, then we kind of all do that. at Right. So that may, that does speed it up just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. It it would be all stuff in their stockings too. And I I don't know why, but I wrap that. I wrap their toothbrushes. (laughs) Oh my word. Well, no, I, I've, I have asked the older girls started wrapping. So that does help. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, Okay, so I, I lied. That wasn't the last question. Okay. So final two <laughs> questions. What is the hardest thing that you think about being a mom of 11 kids? I think the hardest thing for me is making sure that everybody gets what they need. And I mean, like, by attention-wise. And, mm-hmm. I, and I remember one time ask, telling my mom, I feel bad that I'm giving so much attention to child four or yes. whatever. And she said, but... Not every kid needs the same amount of attention at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it may be kid four now that's right. getting a lot of attention and needing a lot of attention, but it may be kid two next week. Right. And it may be kid five. And so that's I, great I think advice. It, it was hard for me to kind of, you know, you want to be perfect and you want to be even. It's like Christmas morning. You want to make sure everybody gets three gifts, but it is hard in life but everybody's going to need it at different times. Mm-hmm. And so if you can, if you can, you know, just keep in mind your, and I think, and another thing is you got to give yourself grace because I'm not, yes. I'm not the best mom ever in the history of moms, you know, <laughs> right. I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. And I think they're going to be, they're going to be okay. They will. And when I think for me having 11 kids and having, so many that are adopted in like, say something went wrong, something bad, a bad day, a, a kid that was acting up or, you know, something. Mm-hmm. And I think, why, you know, like, why do I, ha- you know, like why me, I'm at, you know, why is this happening to my kid? And it's, er, you know, in turn happening to me basically. Right. And I think, you know, God knew what was going to happen before it ever happened. Mm-hmm. And he knew that, he needed them to, he wanted them. He didn't need anything, but he wanted them to grow up in our house. So he already knew that was going to happen. And he still chose us because we're a good option for them. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, and so then totally. we, then we think, you know, it's not a surprise to him. You just got to do the best you can. And that's all you can do. Yep. That's great. Okay. La- very last question. I promise. Best thing about a family thing. of 13. 
I think the best thing is that you we I feel like we're kind of on a team and that we we like they're the people I would want on my team. Let's think about all the teams you like you could have the basketball team yes. and have a whole, a whole bench of subs. <laughs> Yes. And a baseball yes. team. You could cover the whole field. I yes. love it. I love well, it. Well, I will say. And you're an athletic family, so that's so, a great yeah, analogy. So it is. But I do feel like like we kind of like f- fight things together. Not not physically fight, but yeah. like we do it together. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone. There is no good or bad. You're never alone. Right. I mean, it is fun. It's chaos. But it's fun. And there's birthdays like all the time. So <laughs> You're always having cake, cake and ice always cream. Always having cake. <laughs> So I'm going to tell Andy we need five more children so we can have cake. We can have cake. I mean, we we love it. I would not trade it for anything. We have. But we're crazy enough to have said yes. Yes. And so, um, I mean, I would encourage anybody to... To follow that, if God's calling you to do that, then to follow it and he'll provide what's needed. So funny that you say crazy, because if any of you guys want to connect with Julie on Instagram, her Instagram handle is crazy mom. Now it says of nine, but she hasn't changed it since she's had her other two kids. Yes. So go find Julie on Instagram, crazy mom nine, and you can follow along with all of Of nine kids. Oh, got to add kids yeah. on the end. Okay, of nine kids. I will have that in the show notes for you guys to connect with Julie. <laughs> but thank fun. you for coming and yeah. telling us all You're behind welcome. the scenes of a multicultural family of yeah. 11. And I will live vicariously through you because <laughs> I am not flexible. <laughs> However, I am going to institute clean aroma <laughs> and well, the flexible thing. Yeah. <laughs> Always set the bar low. <laughs> yes. Okay, thanks for being here, and we'll catch everybody next time. Okay. Thanks for joining us around the campfire this evening. I hope you learned something not only about our guest, but maybe even about yourself. If you've enjoyed my conversation and want to make sure you don't miss the next campfire chat, hit that subscribe button. Or even better, I'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire too. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.